You are listening to Castles and Cryptids, where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck. <laughs> I'm Alana. And I'm Kelsey. <laughs> and I might know what episode this is if I look at my paper. Oh, nope. It's on the Patreon episodes. <laughs> oh, it's oh, 80 snap. something. <laughs> 85. It could be 85. <laughs> Welcome to possible episode 85. Yeah, because last one was 84, How the Turntables. <laughs> yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> we had some difficulty recording, so it was edited in several parts. And mm, then yeah. I spliced in a little yeah audio later because I kept saying, damn, I should have had the audio. It really helps. I don't know, set the tone. Yeah. Yeah. I got real sad after I looked up pictures for the website uh-huh. of, like, the interrogation and, like, saw Ryan's face. It just made me really yeah. sad. Yeah, I do feel like, like I said to you, that maybe you have to downplay it a little bit for it to be an unexpected twist as I kind of yeah. wanted to present it. But, but, yeah, it's definitely, like... As you put it on the episode thing, I'm sure most people have seen it by now. It's a little more, it does look like a little more than a black eye when you. Yeah, his like entire him. eye is like completely swollen. It looks like a pair of yeah. fake lips. Like his eye looks like a pair of fake lips. Like... Yeah, it's 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 quite black and blue. Like it's very, very dark. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah, the EMTs, I did put in the clip because the EMTs did realize he had had quite a bit of trauma, but. Yeah, jeez. That was yeah. a rough one. Yeah, um, when I first went in to do the thumbnail, I looked and I saw that the episode was only an hour and a half. And I went, oh my god, how is it only an hour and a half? Like, <laughs> did we finally manage to do an episode that isn't two hours long? Because it's been like months oh, and months. Oh, no. And then that was when I went in. Into- one and two <laughs> edited only. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it said one, two, and three, so I really thought oh, all three okay. parts were there, and then, oh, yeah, okay. when I clicked into it, I didn't realize, like, part four was missing and stuff, so. Part yeah. three was, like, 11 minutes. I was like, what happened to our recording? We were really having issues. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, that was the one, <laughs> yeah, it, like, kicked us out or something. Again. I think it must have because it was like yeah. middle of a sentence and then <laughs> so we apologize if it was a little choppy I did my best <laughs> La- like last night I'm like oh, I need to post it but I want to give it one last you know maybe re-listen but at the at the break points anyway yeah anyway it was fine so <laughs> this is our uh Christmas episode it yes almost Christmas Eve when you guys are listening to this or possibly after depending yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah this will come out on the 23rd Festivus or no yeah that's Festivus yeah. right is it I think so I think it's Christmas Eve Eve <sighs> it was the date that some things reported the attack on Ryan Waller being which I mm-hmm. I had to go back and add in that that's what I was trying to say at one point, but then totally lost my train of thought. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so happy holidays. 
Yeah. Sorry about the dark true crime episodes. You know how it goes. Um, if you're here for the paranormal and mysterious episodes, welcome. <laughs> These are your favorite. <laughs> it should yeah. be a fun episode. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I might have a, a fun fact or two. Ooh. Sort of. I, I've actually been listening to um, a lot of this one called Well, That's Interesting. And so I, I heard mm. a lot of fun, weird facts and stories this week. <gasps> <laughs> As you tend to do when you listen to these kind of things. But, you know, you gotta just pick just one sometimes. Um, yeah. But like... <laughs> I would say one of the ones that stood out the most was... They were talking about a time a colonoscopy was performed and a ladybug was found in yeah. the person's innards in the colon, captured on the picture on the camera. Uh, was it live? It appeared to be, and I thought yeah. it entered directly through the opening it was closest to but they figure maybe it went down his throat at night or something huh and there was something with oh because of the colonoscopy i think the person the patient was drinking a lot of the pedialyte yeah shit your pants out diarrhea diuretic yep. <laughs> medication and so it was flushing everything out so it didn't have a chance to be digested by like the stomach acid. Okay, I was going to ask about that. Okay, so that yeah. was probably diluted enough that it didn't. Hmm. Apparently. Because Weird. It, it looked alive and I think they got it out. But also it didn't appear to be the only time something like that had happened. Like there was also <laughs> some small dead roach that was found in someone else. Yeah. Really, it's a rabbit hole you could go down if you want uh. <laughs> i think i'd much rather look up funny stories about people putting stuff up their butt and then going to the emergency room they have a lot of butt stuff so shout yeah. out to the where i got that fun fact well that's interesting pod it's like well that's interesting <laughs> and that's what they're yeah. called and there's a lot of like this person put that in their butt like and this was found in a butt or this person survived this and just I'm like oh, sciencey facts <laughs> yeah the one of the most dangerous things I can think of that I think was on maybe a like it wouldn't have been mystery diagnosis but maybe it was like one of the mm. ER shows that was like along that lines on like discovery yeah. and oh, yeah yeah, a guy showed up to the emergency room and he had a light bulb up his butt. Oh was, my god. Big like you're end in or what? Yeah. And then it's like you're 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 a little dangerous. Like you clench too hard and that thing's gonna break and whoo, that's gonna hurt, buddy. Like Yeah, that's what's isn't that one of the Adams family like Yeah uh, uh, Uncle Fester. Fester. Yeah, just he does the light bulb. With the light bulb. Yeah, because he can no, do No, Uncle Fester, no! <laughs> yeah! Uh, oh my god. That does remind me, though, I was gonna mention, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have watched it, but it just dropped on uh, Prime, and that's the movie Ooh. Everything Everywhere All at Once. 
Oh god, it's on our extensive Prime list, yes. But no, we haven't watched it yet. <laughs> the sheer amount of drugs that the people that like thought of that movie had to have consumed to have oh. written that script is like insane. <laughs> Like, yeah, it, g- it gave me that feeling with the title, and you're like, okay, so it's like a multiverse. <laughs> it's Even so much multiverse. Than Marvel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for them to, it's not really a spoiler, but for them to like universe jump, I guess, their consciousness, I guess, it's kind of like mm-hmm. Sensate, where they can kind of go in and like if you know martial arts they can connect with themselves in another oh. universe and then they will like learn the martial arts that like their consciousness oh, has wow. in the end of the universe so okay but then for them to like jump um to the alternate like dimensions to access this information they have to do something that's described always as being one of the most incredibly like just uncommon or like weirdest thing you can possibly think of and that's always what like unlocks it so like they're doing weird stuff like at one point somebody has to blow on somebody like blow into somebody's nose another one they have to like pee themselves one the guy has to give himself four paper cuts and he's like so he's like intentionally trying to give himself a paper cut and he like can't um because he's trying to do it intentionally and then another one involved uh a certain award that looked very much like a butt plug um, that then oh. has to be used basically as a butt plug. So there's a scene where a guy is like running and then literally like mid air, like pulls down his pants and you could see he's going to land like ass first onto the award. And then like somebody <laughs> body checks him so it doesn't happen. And then you see like another guy running towards the same award and you're like, what even is this movie? Is this... <laughs> Like, what are they going to call that sport? Plug vaulting? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, there's a scene that involves a girl fighting off two guys with two, like, two-foot-long dildos. Like, just ginormous. And she's, like, using them like nunchucks. And then... Um, yeah, and then the scene where the the guy successfully gets that award up his butt. And then another guy shows up with something else up his butt. And then they both know kung fu. Because that was, like, the thing that unlocked their ability to use kung fu. So then it proceeds to have a whole fight scene where these two guys have very visible, like, one's pixelated out so you, like, can't see his junk. But the other guy, you can see it's, like, through his pants. Because we still wear pants. But there's, like, a whole fight scene where these things are knowingly, like, shoved up their ass. Uh, so weird. God, was this rated, like... MC seventeen. It must have. There was, yeah, there was like some weird stuff, and they're just like, yeah, I might have to warn Pat. (laughs) It's. I was like watching it, and I was like, "This is like the cinematography, beautiful, all like that kind of stuff." It was good. The acting was really good. It was fun, but it was like a chorus of angels as they glide down. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, oh my God. very bizarre. <laughs> Sounds like it. Crunching but... tiger hidden dildo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We named it. <laughs> what I think one of my oh favorite my just stupid things that literally made me just burst out laughing was there's one part where she is like the kind of the kung fu thing. She unlocks it and it's like this whole thing about like, I, I can kill you so many ways just with just my pinky. 
And so when yeah. she unlocks the thing, it like shows her pinky and she like flexes her pinky and her pinky gets a tiny bicep. And you're just like, oh. And it's like, it was so stupid, but it got like a tiny bicep, all veiny. And it was yeah. like, pumps out. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly she's like killing people with her pinky and you're like, my God. <laughs> it's thumb wars. Yeah, it was or great. Thumb, thumb wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very oh, wild. Like I was like that. watching it last night. Like, right before sleep. And I was like, why is she going, what's going on? Like, just so weird. You must have weird dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not weirder than the movie, but. <laughs> like that yeah. horror movie, that men one. That was pretty weird. Yes, it was. I ended up watching that. I haven't rewatched it, so I can't remember it a lot. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, when talking about it to people. We did yeah, that was watch- the one. She's in that cottage or whatever, and that weird guy. Uh, yeah, there's some scenes yeah. that stick right out to me. Like, she's in that culvert, and then she's, like, singing a bit, and it's echoing. And it looks like mm. no one's there, but then yeah. something just seems to sit up from, like, the rocks. Sorry. Like, yeah, that was spoiler. creepy. <laughs> yeah. We watched, um... What is it? Hellraiser? We watched the new Hellraiser the other night. That was alright. Is that the one? With the pinhead and the the boxy thing. (laughs) I watched the first one kind of around Halloween for the first time. Just the first one. Yeah, like from the 80s or whatever. I I don't think I've seen that one. Or maybe a while ago. I've heard of it and I was yeah. like, yeah, I know what it's about. I know enough. We can just watch the other one. When Pat was like, do you want to watch the old one? I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah. I got it. <laughs> but yeah, it was, I don't know, it was pretty good. For some reason, I thought that was a TV show, the new one. But it's a movie. Yeah. Oh, I think it was just called Hellraiser. Or Hellraiser. Maybe there's a subtitle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but it kept my attention. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Hellraiser. Uh, tw- nope, just called Hellraiser. 2022. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've seen Top some boring. of the stuff online about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Anyway, we have, yeah, we have a lot of things to plow through on Amazon Prime, so I'll keep you updated. <laughs> I will too. Yeah. <laughs> this week we have some special Christmas uh, traditions and folklore, I guess, from around the world. My favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> it's like a, a lot of different cultures have it and celebrate it a little differently. <laughs> Yeah, I ran into a lot of different lo- local things um, for mine, which was kind of cool. Like local to their area? Yeah. <laughs> Not like our area. No, no, we <laughs> okay. don't really have, I guess, I like, like North and South no. America it doesn't really have this. This is more of, like, European uh yeah figure i feel like north america yeah we just like ran with it and just capitalized the fuck out of it yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) um 
Yeah, so I did a bunch of research about Krampus, which was pretty interesting. Uh, (laughs) Say it with me now. Krampus. No. (laughs) I really only knew about him from a, I won't say like terrible Christmas horror movie. Um, I watched, it's actually called Krampus and it was done in 2015 uh with a good cast oh okay Uh, the 2015 one is that with um the one from Hereditary uh yeah Toni Collette she's in it yes and Adam Scott's in it and okay yeah uh David Kochner uh he was in the office and then Allison Tolman I think it's Keckner or something weird Keckner Okay. Only because um, they might have said it on the office ladies. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then yeah. Allison Tolman, who was in the first season of Fargo. She was the lady cop. Oh. Um, I like her. She's been in a few other things. She's pretty good. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. It was a fun movie. That was probably my first experience learning about Krampus. Um, yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah, because there's, there's been a few movies that have kind of leaked it into yeah normal normal pop culture does that make sense yeah say like north american yeah yeah modern modern lore yeah (laughs) uh so krampus himself for a bit of background is described as a horned anthropomorphic figure from central and eastern alpine folklore in europe Uh, he's horny (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh he's featured in folklore found in Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, which I found interesting Italy is like thrown in there. Yeah, um, just northern. <laughs> yeah. The autonomous province of Trento and South Tyrol. Hmm and slovakia they sound europe adjacent <laughs> yeah i don't know also slovakia and slovenia which okay. we've done some true crime there episode yeah. which is cool yeah. and during the holiday season krampus is said to visit different houses and towns to scare children who have misbehaved during the year uh, he's gonna krampus your style <laughs> yeah well it's kind of wild. If you're bad. <laughs> yeah, only if you're bad. So, um, the name Krampus is thought to come from either Bavarian Krampen, meaning dead or rotten, or more commonly accepted is the German Kramp or Krampen, meaning claw. Um, oh, because he does actually have claws, so. I've heard that one, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Crampon. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The specific origins of Krampus are said to be somewhat unclear. Some folklorists and anthropolo- anthropologists, anthropologicalists, uh, <laughs> believe it may have pre-Christian origins and that may it may have originated in Germany with celebrations involving Krampus dating back at 
possibly as far as the 6th or 7th century CE, or common wow. era. Although that's just kind of believed because there aren't any actual written sources um, before the end of the 16th century. Okay. So at least from the 16th century at the end of it. Um, yeah. So still very old. And a lot of sources say that Krampus is believed to have been part of pagan winter solstice rituals that according to legend, Krampus is the son of hell. H-E-L, the Norse god of the underworld. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, because, okay, I've heard of hell. Jeez. Yeah. One of the uh, sibling to... She's Loki's kid? Whatever. I think she's in Marvel as Hela. Oh. But yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. There's some pagan, like, winter solstice rituals. Um, That's how it kind of evolved, because by the end of the 17th century, Krampus was incorporated into Christian winter celebrations by pairing Krampus with St. Nicholas, and which we'll kind of get into, because I kind of, the one website I looked at had like a rundown about uh, St. Nicholas and kind Mm -hmm. of the evolution of Santa, which was kind of cool. Because the legend of Krampus actually goes with Santa quite a bit, Um, which we'll kind of get into. But some believe in one of the sources I read, they said that uh, they believe that Krampus is actually just a species of creatures or demons and not just one specific entity. Um, So it could be like a species. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And yeah it ties into something that comes up in my notes a little bit maybe okay (laughs) yeah Hmm, interesting (laughs) put a pin in that (laughs) yeah um for saint nicholas and this whole um because krampus also visits children um kind of like people view uh santa uh claus as doing um, there yeah. was a really good rundown I copied from the visitcroatia.com website. It was actually a write-up they had about Krampus, but they included this information, which I didn't find anywhere else, and I felt it was pretty interesting mm-hmm. um, to talk about Christmas, because kind of like how how Santa came about, I guess. Santa's origin story? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is just copied directly from the Visit Croatia website. It said that the real-life St. Nicholas was a Greek-born bishop in the late 3rd century who served in Myra, a small Roman town in what is now modern-day Turkey. Oh, Turkey Turkey. Yeah. He was known (laughs) for his wealth and generosity. He built... He developed quite the reputation for helping people in need. It went on saying that today, St. Nicholas's Day is celebrated in his honor on December 6th, the anniversary of his death in the mid-4th century. And, yeah, on this day, children children in Central Europe hang stockings or put out their shoes, hoping for a gift from the generous saint. 
which I've heard before. Um, Stockings and stuff. And putting the shoes outside um, is a very European thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah. Shoes and socks. It all makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Now we make sure the stockings in North America are like gigantic. Too big for anyone's feet. (laughs) Give me that many. (laughs) Yeah. The American image of the Santa Claus comes primarily from the poem a Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore, which okay. described, yeah, uh, this poem described St. Nicholas as a jolly old elf, said he was dressed <laughs> all in fur, had a round belly, a white beard, and rosy cheeks. And that poem was the inspiration for artist Haddon uh, Sundblom who created the modern image of Santa for Coca-Cola's 1931 Thirst Knows No Season advertising campaign. So that's, <laughs> like, crazy that that's how, like, the image of, like, the fat, jolly Santa came about. It's right. this poem and then, like, Coca-Cola advertisement in the 30s. Yeah, the modern yeah token santa that like you're like well no we all know what he looks like it's like from what though oh that one yeah. poem i guess that got turned into and fucking coca-cola like like a commercial for or an ad for coca-cola like no uh, wonder coca-cola like dominated all those like the polar bears and everything at such a big christmas like so, thing yes they always yeah. do that here i don't know yeah but yeah i think they're known for it oh my god I did see one. I think there was one. Speaking, this kind of ties in actually. Coca Cola mm. Santa. I think it was uh, in Scotland because I was reading about uh. they have a national drink called Iron Brew. That's like a. Oh. I think it's more like sort of like an orange pop, more okay. than like a cola, but like with some other citrus or something going on. It sounds pretty mm. good. But yeah. like I don't know, they're always like, yeah, it's made of iron and <laughs> and whatever. Wow. And then like, but the, they were like, this article I was reading was like, you could watch this ad campaign they had, and it was like this snowman flying through the air with this child, and it's <gasps> all like happy and Christmassy kind of and whimsical ish, and but like you know, kind of nostalgic. And then they're like, oh, but I wouldn't give you my iron brew, and he's like. He's, the snowman was like no definitely not and like i don't know i remember the kid was just like then left on the ground like he let go of his hand or something oh my gosh it just like ended so dark that i was like oh that was a weird commercial weird like i love that shit where you're just like here's a dark advertising campaign right <laughs> uh I'm not doing it justice. I'm sorry, but it was very strange. <laughs> I have to try and find it. Maybe we could post it on the website or something. Yes. Oh, which I speaking of things to link, I'll I'll send it to you. And I I told you off air that I you sent me that forensic files that you were talking yes. about with oh. the crazy doctor putting a tube of someone else's fucking blood in his arm, and that was insane. And if anyone yeah. else wants to watch it, it was, what, season six, episode 18, Bad Blood, I think? Yeah, it it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, the original Forensic Files, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very oh creepy. 
I didn't like yeah. the picture where they're like, um, I had forgotten about it being in his arm for spoiler alert five years. Um, in between the two yeah. times they tried to test his blood, so that's how they figured it out. Sexual assaults predator. Yeah, like he was a doctor and he was being accused of like raping his like patient. Yeah, he had drugged her or something, so she was unconscious, yeah. but. When they yeah. tested the blood the second time, it was, like, very, like, gross and degraded. Because it had yes. been in his arm for five years. And they thought the vein seemed weirdly big. I'm like, yeah, no wonder. <laughs> but then they show, because they videotaped um, both times that they got his blood. Um, yeah. So the one where they showed it and he's, like, rolling up his sleeve. And then they, like, yeah. pause the video and they're like, you can see. They're like, yeah, very clearly. Like, in the video, you can... They didn't catch it at the time, but looking back, like yes. you can see the two protrude from like the crook of his elbow. Oh, yes. I had to look away because it's so protruding and like, yes, I don't it freeze frames and it looks like he's like got one vein that's like juice junkie to fuck. Yes, like like throbbing out of his arm. But you're like, no, that's oh, than even a normal vein would look. Yeah, it's insanity. It's so gross. It was crazy. And it was I didn't know it was a Canadian case, but Yeah, I didn't remember. I'm sorry, that I don't either. know if we're gonna cover it. We just <laughs> Yeah. It, it almost would yeah. be worth it. There was there was more to it, obviously, but Yeah. I don't know. You guys let us know. Watch it or <laughs> maybe we'll cover mm-hmm. it for Patreon or something if it's really Yeah. If you really want it. But yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. She was a fighter. I was like, good for you, girl. Cause like Yeah almost the statute of limitations would run out by the time they get him. Yeah. Keep <sighs> keep going after him. Mm-hmm. Um but back to back to jolly old Santa Claus. Um Oh right, I'm sorry, I took it there. Yeah. <laughs> Still from the Visit Croatia website, just because this stuff was like so fun, it had more saying that the name Santa Claus um, according to them, evolved from the Dutch nickname for St. Nicholas, which was Sinterklaas. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Spelled S-I-N-T-E-R-K-L-A-A-S. And ah, they're, they were a fan of those double letters. <laughs> yeah. So that was their nickname, Sinterklaas, which was a shortened form of Sint... Nicholas, so they basically just spell it Sint and then Nicholas with the double A-S at the end. And then also it said Santa's nickname Kris Kringle can be traced back to German Kris Kringle or Christ Kindle. Uh, (laughs) Christ on a Kindle. (laughs) Yeah, it's like spelled K-R-I-S-T-K-I-N-D-L or C H I R S T K I N D L. Um, both of these, which literally directly translate to Christ Child. Um, so that's what Chris Kringle oh. uh, may originate from. And then in Germany, the Christ Child is a gift bearing angel, the spirit of Christmas, who delivers presents on Christmas. Um, yeah. Okay. And this tradition an was hmm. mm-hmm. so uh, an angel that's going out and delivering the presents. And this tradition was made popular by Protestant reformer Martin Luther in the 16th century. Um, 
Martin and, Luther, not yeah. the king. No, not the king. <laughs> it said in general the Protestantism uh, oh. flourished and Catholic traditions such as saints. They're the ones that are always fighting with the Catholics. <laughs> yeah. Protestants. Yeah. Uh, Catholic traditions such as Saints Day declined, thus boosting the popularity of gift-giving alternatives to St. Nicholas, such as Santa Claus. Um, oh. Yeah. So that's what said it was like the write-up about Santa. Um, the reason why, and like St. Nicholas, because in Central European tradition, St. Nicholas is traditionally accompanied by an evil or at least described as a mischievous partner that is sometimes Krampus, uh, but not always. Oh, like his so, devil yeah, they, to his angel on your yeah. shoulder. Yeah, so they, <laughs> on the night of December 5th, St. Nicholas and Krampus visit children on December 5th. So St. Nicholas rewards the well-behaved children with small gifts such as oranges, dried fruit, walnuts, and chocolate. Very different. chocolate orange. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone gets one in their stocking. Right. Pat loves those. (laughs) So does my brother. Um, Yeah, I'm not not as much of a fan of the fruit-flavored chocolate. (laughs) Neither am I. Um, So St. Nicholas gives that to the kids. And then while the bad children receive punishment from Krampus with birch rods. So he basically like beats children. Nice. Not great. Um I think that's just... like Belschnickel too, but I didn't research him. That's this is just from oh, my yeah. memory. <laughs> yeah. Um so then on December sixth, the next day, children awaken to find either their gifts or if they were bad, they nurse their injuries. Um some things <laughs> said even that they find coal. Um and stuff like they that. find some like icy heat band aids some like yeah 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 here's some Tylenol. <laughs> we know you're going to be feeling poorly. Here's your care yeah. package. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they actually go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they actually go around and visit. Um, things that didn't say that they're like opposing forces that are trying to fight one another, but that they work as a team, like visiting the children. So they're not enemies in this. Like this is just they go in pairs like this. Okay. Um, so teaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for appearance for Krampus, at least there's many different variations, but some of the more common physical characteristics are. He's usually described as very hairy, um, usually like a brown or black color. He has cloven hooves and the horns of a goat. Uh, right. Yeah. De- it's very like, <laughs> yeah. Very like devil-like kind of right. description. Traditional there are devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did put a bunch of pictures in the drive. It was fun looking up because there's like traditional pictures and stuff about him. From, oh, like, I the bet. Very early 1900s, which is kind of cool. Um, he's known to have a long pointed tongue. Think like kiss. Um, Gene Simmons, a kiss man. Uh, and he is also said to have very sharp fangs, but not like not like lion fangs where they're like protruding from his mouth, but just like very sharp, like fang, like teeth. 
okay. he carries chains, uh, which are thought to symbolize possibly the bindings of the devil by the Christian church. Um, others say oh, that the, wow. the chains um, may just be like a lost kind of ritual thing um, or tradition that they like it really isn't documented okay and the chains are also sometimes accompanied or sometimes accompanied with bells of various sizes kind of hanging off them and he is known to jingle bells (laughs) not very fun because he's known to hit the children with the chains when it has belt the bells on it so I mean jingle bells, but you're getting beat with it. Um there's a bell pattern on your ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I'm looking at some of the pictures now. So amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he has a very long tongue. It like would I describe as like going to his belly button. It's quite Yes. I can't um, wait to put some of those pictures on Instagram. I've yeah. seen some and wanted to have a reason to. Oh, it's so long. <laughs> yeah, so long. It's like the size of his leg. <laughs> we'll get into the inappropriateness that people have done with Krampus. Krampus with a child postcard? No! <laughs> Why? Oh, Germany. Um, so, in more pagan origin, he carries a root um, instead of the chains, which is a bundle of birch branches that he uses mm. to swat the children. And some representations of the root, um, some representations, the root is also either replaced with a whip. Um, so it could be a whip, it could be the root branches, or it could be the chains. Um, He's whipping you with something. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, Krampus sometimes appears with a sack or basket strapped to his back. Uh, this is said to hold... And be used to take the evil children. So the kids that are really, really bad, they don't just get, like, hit. They get taken by him. And they will likely be drowned, eaten, or taken to hell. Uh, or it said taken back to his lair and tortured. So you really oh, don't all good me. options. Right? Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite picture is the picture. Oh, I have to look it up. I'm not looking at the pictures right now. Hold on um do, 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 do. uh oh the one that has him and he looks like he's riding a like the bottom like the sweeper part of a broomstick and then it's these very realistic babies there's one two three four five six seven oh, eight oh, nine babies yeah. he's just kidnapping nine babies like oh cool Krampus. it's a very big yeah very long broomstick, broomstick. It's and almost all these all twigs <laughs> <laughs> yeah and all the babies are just perfectly sitting on it. Um, <laughs> really weird Ann Getty's photo. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Instead of them being in like a basket, they're on his broomstick. Yeah, and he's just like, "Hi, I'm taking your kids to die." I know they like, look very happy and content. Right, <laughs> one of them's yeah. in a basket on his back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> So there are also many cultural and local variations of Krampus, which I think I kind of mentioned earlier, along with different names. Um, There's a bunch of different names I won't get into. It's very like each country. um, A lot of the countries have slightly different names, um, slightly different things, but it's all like the same kind of general thing as Krampus. Yeah, mine has some of that too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, but more into like some of the different variations that were kind of interesting was some families display a root that like birch twigs um, that's painted golden. Uh, they actually hang it on their wall year round as a way to remind any children who have forgotten about Krampus um, and forgotten that like if they misbehave that it will come to kind of bite them in the ass at the end of the year yeah. I guess <laughs> um, and then in some smaller villages he has kind of these beastly companions um, so it's not just Krampus there's these antlered quote wild man figures um, oh. <laughs> that and then it when he's seen with these in these like smaller villages he um he's not being accompanied by saint nicholas so he's kind of more separate in these villages um it's a solo so, mission yeah uh these wild men figures uh companions of krampus are called uh, I didn't look up how to pronounce anything for this. I ran out of time. Uh, <laughs> Is this something German looking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of mine. Uh, Shab Manor or Rahen? Shab Manor? No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd say it with a different. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and okay. then there's also different places that have very like toned down versions of Krampus um oh, especially Krampus as light like, <laughs> yeah a Krampus light especially as it's gotten more I guess mainstream um because I mean it's not great you're kind of like in the thing it's they're basically saying that I, I think I cut it out, but a lot of the sources said that, like, Krampus is literally, it's not necessarily about, like, punishing the kids for being bad. It's, like, that you're beating them so that they will behave. And I was like, that's very, like, abusive kind of, like, language <laughs> seeming. So I was like... It's not a punishment, it's just a beating. <laughs> yeah it was like yeah Krampus is there to remind kids that they will be beaten into being like beaten into being well behaved and it's like well that's not great well um, it does it is a bit expected though it's yeah it's, you know we we definitely allowed and encouraged corporal punishment mm -hmm. spanking and stuff like that oh yeah not that long ago and I think probably for a well-adjusted kid, it probably worked if you did it, you know, only yeah. when they were really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So because of that, I feel, yeah, as you said, Krampus light <laughs> is becoming more of a thing. Um, some it's diet become, Krampus. <laughs> yeah. Diet Krampus there. It's become like in some of the local places, there's like these Christmas markets. They'll have a lot of Krampus stuff. Um, and this is kind of trying to be a more tourist friendly interpretation. Yeah. Um, they often depict him as being more humorous and funny than like a frightening, like we're going to be eat your children yeah. or like drown your children kind of thing. 
Yeah, probably leaning more into the marketable side of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's scary, but only like Halloween movie scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you don't feel like you're, ooh, I don't know, worshiping the devil if you yeah. <laughs> show them to your kids. Um. So in a bunch of parts of Croatia, Krampus is described as a devil wearing a cloth sack around his waist uh, and that he has chains around his neck, ankles, and wrists. Um, oh, wow. This is, I think, the last variation. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's a lot of chains. <laughs> yeah. In Croatia, their tradition says that when a child receives a gift from St. Nicholas, he is given a golden branch to represent the good deeds he has done throughout the year. But if the child has misbehaved, Krampus will take all the gifts for himself and the child will get only a silver branch to represent their bad acts. Um, oh, really? They don't yeah. get beaten with the golden branch? <laughs> no, it didn't seem like it. That's a not bad, horrible version. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then we get into what a bunch of the pictures are of like the people who are dressed up. Because these are the traditional parades, uh, oh, which are yeah. sometimes <laughs> called the Krampuslauf or Krampus Ooh. Run. And run, Krampus, run, Krampus, run, run, run. <laughs> so people often, it involves alcohol, basically. People get pretty drunk. They nice. dress up as Krampus. And then they I'm try to. It. <laughs> right? Um. Sorry. They dress up as Krampus and try to scare the spectators who are watching the parade uh, oh. with their antics. Um, their I watched, I watched some videos. It can get pretty bad. There's a lot of controversy with this because oh. their quote unquote antics can include yelling, jumping, and lunging towards the spectators, grabbing them, picking them up hitting them with birch like sticks like actually hitting them um <laughs> yeah just kind of like out of nowhere this often leads to real life physical arguments and fights um mm. where people can get seriously injured and sent to the hospital and it did say that these parades or krampus runs are held annually in most alpine towns uh one of the sources said it's kind of customary to offer Krampus schnapps. It said this like about the he parades. So I don't know if this is what you're supposed to do during the Krampus run or not. Um, and then for anybody that doesn't know, schnapps is a strong distilled fruit brandy. But yeah, I was talking about this in relation to the runs, like the Krampus runs. So I don't yeah. know if you're supposed oh, to offer him those that. runs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the runs. I got the traveler's diarrhea, the Krampus runs. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. The early Olympics marathons and shit. Oh, some of those get pretty crazy. Give yeah. him some drugs, he'll be able to make it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it was insane. I've, yeah. Jesus. Things you learn on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, we hope to do the same for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's kind of cool because during the Krampus runs, people are encouraged to avoid using commercialized plastic masks. So if they're participating oh. in the run, 
So a lot of the runs that you see are handmade. Um, or sorry, actually a lot of places even I watched one of the videos that said they even have banned like using plastic masks. You're not allowed to do it if you're participating because Plus part of those the are all haunted like Halloween three taught us or whatever. Oh, <laughs> ne- have not thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is a tradition of like going back for um, a like slight variation of it goes back like 1500 years of using. Oh, wow. Um, like the masks are supposed to be hand carved wood. So a lot of places okay. you have to use wood if you're wanting to participate in the Krampus runs. Just trying to keep that tradition alive. Yeah. Like um, yeah, they're very cool. So a lot of the pictures you see are people that either have like prosthetics on their face or they're made of, like the masks are made out of wood um, or other natural materials. So they use pine wood, driftwood. Um, there's like they couldn't horse... have made those tongues out of wood, is my only question. Some of them are. Some of the carved ones are. Um... Oh, there's this that first picture. I'm like, are those guys just sticking out their tongues, or do they have like a super long prosthetic? Oh, let me tongue? see. Sorry, I'm hung up on this tongue thing. Oh, those are probably <laughs> more plastic ones. They're yeah. so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, very Jane Simmons (laughs) yeah Um, yeah so they can use pine wood driftwood there's also a lot of use of like horse hair um, and other animal hair they use like animal teeth furs and horns um, from alpine animals to make the masks as well okay makes sense you got that laying around (laughs) yeah Um, I'm just trying to see Uh, oh, there's, like, this quote I found on Wikipedia that was from a guy, an anthropologist, John H. Honigman, who mm-hmm. uh, was talking about his observations in 1975 while in a small town in Styria, Styria, um, and this was about <laughs> the, like, Krampusloff or... Krampus run but he called it the Saint Nicholas festival saying quote uh, we are describing incorporates uh, cultural elements widely distributed in Europe in some cases going back to pre-Christian times Nicholas himself became popular in Germany around the 11th century the feast dedicated to this patron of children is the only one winter occasion in which children are the objects of are what oh is only one of the winter occasions in which children are the objects of special attention others being martimus the feast of the holy innocents and new year's day uh masked devils acting boisterously and making nuisances of themselves are known in germany since at least the 16th century while the animal masked devils combining dreadful comic antics appeared in medieval church plays so there was like a history kind of uh like animal masks being used in plays that the church would put on and this Mm. kind of also fueled like 
um, Krampus plays and the Krampus run um, and people okay, dressing yeah. up. Yeah, masks go back for a long time. Yeah. Uh, a large literature, much of it by European folklorists, bears on these subjects, saying Austrians in the community we studied are quite aware of heathen elements being blended with Christian elements in the St. Nicholas customs and in other traditional winter ceremonies. They believe Krampus derives from a pagan supernatural who was assimilated uh, assimilated to the Christian devil, um, which we'll kind of get into. Oh. It led to some attempting to ban um, a bunch of the Krampus traditions in different towns. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so getting to like some of the other Krampus things they do, there's Krampus Nacht. Um which Ooh, is on Krampus December, night. yeah, on December 5th. That's the day that him and uh, St. Nicholas go around. Um, so as you said, it's called Krampus Night. Krampus appears, can also, while like visiting houses, he can appear on the streets of town, sometimes accompanied by St. Nicholas or on his own. Um, it's said traditionally, like a lot of towns have somebody kind of nominated to do this, where he'll dress specifically as Krampus and kind of go through the streets of the town on this day. Um, <laughs> yeah, he can visit the homes and businesses. Um, if he's accompanied by St. Nicholas, uh, St. Nicholas usually appears in Eastern Rite vestments of a bishop and carries this big golden ceremonial staff. And oh. together they ask people about their behavior and may even hand out small gifts um, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It also said that sometimes adults use uh, Krampusnacht or Krampus Night to themselves dress up as Krampus in order to scare. It didn't specify if it was their own <laughs> children or other people's children at their own homes. Hopefully you spread the love around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll scare yours, you scare mine. <laughs> I don't know why. That just seems like the better deal somehow. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, I don't have to. Oh, there's a bit more. Uh, there's <laughs> a Perchentlov. Yeah, Perchentlov. Ah, um, I don't know if you're familiar. <laughs> yeah, this was seasonal plays in the Alpine region called Nikolaspiel or Nicholas Play which focused oh. on Nicholas's competition for human souls and the question of morality. Um, in the plays, he would often reward children for scholarly efforts rather than just good behavior. And oh. <laughs> these seasonal plays uh, started featuring more pagan traditions and they slowly became entwined with the Catholic Church. People began masquerading as a devilish figure known as the perch each year in November and January. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a two-legged humanoid goat with a giraffe-like neck and wears animal furs. Um, and the it said, different than Krampus, who typically is depicted as having two horns, perched in uh, normally have four to ten horns. So they're super horny. Interesting. Um, this word perched in comes up in mine. Okay. 
Yeah, we're, we talked about lore from the same sort of region. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot. There. I mean, most of it's the Christmas just, stuff is like yeah. European. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, uh, yeah, like a lot of the European myths, they're, they're cool. Yeah, I think there's just some overlap, which is really cool. Yeah. It's very interesting. The, I only have a bit more about them, just saying that um, people who dressed up as the perched each year marched in procession known as the Perchtenlaufen, which okay. were regarded as the earlier form of the Krampus run. And oh. yeah, so this is like the precursor to Krampus. It focused on people dressing huh. up and marching through the streets in order to eliminate or get rid of the ghosts of winter. And it goes back about okay. 1500 years. And eventually, oh. kind of through that, it evolved and the Persian Law introduced St. Nicholas. So it was St. Nicholas and the Persian Law um, introduced St. Nicholas because he normally has like kind of a menacing spirit with him. Um, focused on St. Nicholas's good morals and the perch kind of slowly evolved into what is now known as Krampus and was made to work alongside as well as be subjected to St. Nicholas's will. Um, so it's kind of said like St. Nicholas kind of controls Krampus to a certain point. So he doesn't just go all like batshit crazy at Christmas time. It is kind of like a targeted controlled child beating i don't know <laughs> it's interesting i'm trying to like just um rectify or reconcile that sort of interpretation just with the interpretation from like i said the perch perched love i think those that yeah. i think that word comes up in my case and i'll you'll you'll yeah. you'll know when it comes up and it's like oh cool. okay so like you know, it's almost like two sides to the same coin, like Earth of the yeah. Same Story or whatever. It's like a little bit different when I'm hearing you tell it, but I'm like, oh, okay, I know. Yeah, I know. Of well, it happens. I mean, I've run across a lot of stuff. Um, like we've talked about, like death omens, where when you research death omens, like a yeah. lot of stuff came up. But we've run across a lot of stuff since then that are also death omens that didn't come up when you looked up death omens. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, lots of stories. <laughs> so, so I had kind of mentioned that they did attempt to ban a lot of the Krampus traditions. This was kind of in the 1930s with World War II going on. They said there was not as much interest as this because they were focusing on the war. There was also an election in Austria, which kind of led to. Um, there was like a regime that was in under the clerical fascists fatherland's front and the Christian social party. So they're, as you could probably tell by the name, they're probably wanting to like dampen down on associating St. Nicholas with like Krampus and like people getting drunk and running through the streets and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, because they're a Christian social party. Um, they also tried to ban him because of his resemblance to the devil. Um, okay. <laughs> it didn't really work. They said in the 1950s, the government distributed pamphlet pamphlets entitled Krampus is an Evil Man. They handed these out to the public. Um, most sources. 
Right. Uh, most of these bans were not effective or even really easily enforced due to the sparse population. They were pretty spread out. There was also a lot of rugged environments, so people weren't really traveling to these towns a lot. So it really wasn't oh. getting enforced. And because of this, all these Krampus traditions remained. Um, a couple more, or I guess the last tradition I have um, is the Krampus Carton which kind of oh. started uh it said in like the 19th century um particularly in germany which it, <laughs> you laughed at because you said the postcard and you're like oh germany um because that's exactly <laughs> what this is and that's krampus being featured on like greeting cards and postcards Germany, um, Austria, all of them. Yeah. They're so crazy like, cool. <laughs> a huge boom in the 19th century with this thing. So there's a lot of really old, uh, like, traditional greeting cards with Krampus, which a bunch of those oh, pictures are shit. from. Um, yes. Looking at them now. Yeah. One of them, he's, uh. like, almost... Have you heard of those little pins and stuff you can get when they call it like chibi style, where they like make you into like a oh, big headed yeah. kind of avatar little thing? <laughs> One of those. Oh it's yeah, Russ Vom Krampus, and his like heads really yeah. big, but his body's kind of small. Yeah, those are oh, some yeah, of the greeting cards. Chained. Yeah, yeah, that's what a few hell? of the greeting cards. The Gross Vom <laughs> Krampus actually means greetings from Krampus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And make these, they're amazing. <laughs> there's actually one of the sources said there's a renewal on Etsy and stuff about people making these greeting cards. There's apparently no a whole way. bunch of stores, so um, it is becoming more of a thing. But these greeting cards usually have funny rhymes or poems tied to them, too. Uh, okay. Krampus is often shown looming over children. Um, gonna be like beating them taking them away whatever um sometimes he's depicted as having one human foot and one cloven foot oh. um and then some of the cards are even kind of scandalous i didn't google these but one of the videos i watched showed a couple and i was like eh. um yeah <laughs> and these are showing krampus pursuing kind of women uh sometimes he's proposing to them uh or yeah it's like he yeah there was things about like him spanking women and like all this stuff there's people are getting getting naughty with krampus like harlequin romance a hundred percent yeah poor krampus bosoms yes a hundred percent yeah um there's also even the one source said one's depicting Krampus as a large woman who's whipping these like tiny men with her birch sticks and then carrying them off in her satchel um yeah Krampus nice Uh, (laughs) I think I saw that one (laughs) yeah sexy Krampus cards I guess is like a thing (laughs) um there's sexy cryptids why not (laughs) yeah Ugh, uh, the tongue, though. It's, I don't know. I don't know if I'd call that sexy. 
Yeah. It's, I, it's very pointed in the picture I'm looking at right now. <laughs> yeah, like, it's very much depicted that way in, like, a lot curls. of the things. Yeah. yeah. It's curling under, like, a little J. <laughs> yeah. Um, The last picture in there, though, is um some of the wooden masks. It's, like, that really big picture. Um, They typically yes. will have a hole in the mouth for the person's mouth, and then they have kind of a hole in the under eye bags for the person's eyes. Um, oh, they're creepy. Yeah, but those are like hand carved. Very, very cool. There's some really talented Ooh. people. Um, oh, yeah. Way better yeah. than some little plastic, you know, <laughs> paper plate yeah. thing you can get. <laughs> um, I only have a little bit more, or not a little bit, but just a few more paragraphs. Uh, just kind of about what's going on today. Um, as I kind of touched on, or we kind of talked about like the commercialization of pretty much everything in the world eventually happens. And people have complained in recent years about how commercialized Krampus and the Krampus law has become. Really? With, uh, <laughs> Party poopers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens with basically everything. Everybody starts trying to be able to make a yeah. buck out of it. Like just because you can buy merch for something doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't mean it's being like disrespectful towards it. Yeah. Um, so with this, like Krampus as a figure has become known in more American pop culture through appearances in movies, like the one that we said we watched. Uh, he's also appeared yeah. in video games and TV shows. Um, it also said that this is quite popular because of the ever-growing bah humbug attitude, um, oh. <laughs> kind of like the Grinch thing of like people just searching for different ways to celebrate the season in kind of a non-traditional way. That's um, the festivist part. <laughs> That's what that <laughs> holiday stems from. I don't want the commercialized uh, crap. <laughs> yeah said that because of this, Krampus is not quite depicted as menacing or as frightening as he once was in a lot of places, um, which can be a good thing because communities that have toned down some of these celebrations or offered um, presentations, so they'll kind of have like, I guess town halls or like meetings because of the influxes of people who are new to the area, who may not have oh. grown up with Krampus if they moved to this place and then all of a sudden there's drunk people in the street trying to beat them with sticks. Like <laughs> it could be pretty frightening for people. So they you better said talk that, to the Americans, make sure they're not yeah. back in heat. <laughs> Are you okay? Um it also said just don't in, like, shoot them just because they say they're Krampus. <laughs> right? It also said just because they're in Europe, there's a lot of like refugee families and children. They obviously like mm. don't want to scare um or traumatize anybody with like yeah. these traditions. So they they have toned it down a bit, but they're also offering like informative sessions where they'll like teach you about the history so that you understand Aww. it so that you um, won't be like scared and maybe want to participate in it, which is pretty That's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, on the flip side of that, obviously people are always going to find reasons to get away with being an asshole. So people <laughs> have been known to use the kind of, anonymousness of like wearing the mask 
And they also mm-hmm. the historical acceptance of the Krampus behavior at the parades of being drunk, kind of like touching people without their permission, hitting them, grabbing them, picking them up, carrying them away. Um, that's all like normally acceptable. So people try and get away with a lot of shit like during the things um, yeah, and take it too far. That leads to a lot of people being charged with drunken disorderly conduct. <clears throat> they said at almost every Krampus law, like people get arrested, people are actually assaulted, and it's become like a very bad thing. Like at almost every single one of those, this is happening now. Um, yeah, I could see that. It's yeah, or at least like that's where you're physical. like kind of embracing being unruly. So yeah, and it also said that. Um, and almost everyone, like, physical fights happen, whether you're, like, trying to defend somebody or what have you. Um, occasionally spectators also try and fight back and end up attacking the Krampuses for their antics and what they're doing, maybe if they took it too far or something. Um, one example said that in 2013, there was a Krampus law where eight people were injured, mostly with broken bones, and admitted to the hospital for, like, care, while over 60 other patients were treated on an outpatient basis for injuries. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, like, 68 people got injured one year on the one event. Um, That's high for non-Americans. No. Yeah. I'm just alienating our American listenership tonight. I'm sorry. We're Canadians. We can be stupid, too. <laughs> my my last thing yeah. was just a cute little quote. It was um by an actor I really like who's Austrian. His name's Christoph Waltz. Waltz? Christoph Waltz. Um well, that sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, he was in <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. He's the Nazi guy in our Inglorious Bastards and okay, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff stuff. too. Then, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, very if you heard his voice, you would know exactly what you've seen him from because he has a very distinct voice. Um, and this was one of the examples that said because he's Austrian, he um, it said that he famously joked about the Krampus tradition in a 2014 interview on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon saying, quote. (sighs) St. Nicholas comes with the praise and presence and wisdom, and Krampus comes with a stick, a bag, and he threatens you. If you weren't got <laughs> if you weren't good, you get stuck in the bag and hit and shipped off. And that was his quote. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and I just love the Christoph bad dads Watts. taking advantage of that. Oh no, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but. That that's awesome. everything I learned about Krampus. Um, there was I... a bit more like local like kind of things. I took out some details, but yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, <laughs> I kind of knew about some of it, but I didn't know about like the specific plays and parades and the run that they do and yeah. I guess the traditions of it, the masks and stuff, it's pretty important to a lot of people. Which, yeah, it's very cool and interesting. I love the masks. (laughs) Yeah, the masks are 
like amazing. You would not believe some of them that are carved out of wood. You see them going around and they're so like beautiful and intricate. They really don't look like they could have been hand carved. Um, yeah. There was a good video. I'll put it on the website. And it was a, a guy that actually carves some of the masks. And he said he started carving them at a really young age um yeah i don't know if he i think he charges money for them you can like purchase his masks but it should like lineups of them and they're just so crazy and all of them are completely oh. unique some of them he's more like um almost tree-like where his head almost looks like it's like at an angle like a branch kind of like his chin's oh, kind of wow. like lopsided and it's part of a branch and then his head was basically a branch with like leaves on it it was very cool <laughs> but like Groot no. yes very Groot like <laughs> but yeah well the beating part was reminding me of something I read on reddit where the person was like I'm getting married soon as like I believe a male and they were like in my culture it's uh traditional for people to come and like smack their ass on like the wedding ceremony oh. and stuff like that so they were like they were like should i buy bike shorts or this thing or like <laughs> people were like spanx or padding like it, we're, and then other people were like wait sorry can we just roll back a minute like where is it <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah that's what this was reminding me of and i don't know if it was egypt i thought somebody said it was oh. maybe practiced in some places like egypt and i was like i, I don't know no i've idea. never I heard of not it. heard of this i i oh. know and i think it's like lebanese or whatever i think one coworker was telling me her um like three days before their wedding or something the husband's family is supposed to basically come and they essentially, like, kidnap her from her house. Like, they go and then they, like, oh. go into her house and then they, like, take her and they'll, like, carry her out of her house. Like, she's not, like, wearing a hood, like, tied up no. or anything. They'll, like, get her and they'll carry her out of her house. And then they, I can't remember where she said they take her or something. Um, oh, my God. That's, like, a certain number of days before the wedding they're supposed to do that. Maybe I'm not remembering Sounds it, right? medieval, because... But- the Game yeah. of Thrones, where they got influence from medieval, of course, you know, taking them up mm-hmm. to the bedding, oh, push them upstairs, take their clothes off, yeah. whatever, kidnap them and make them go go for it and consummate. Oh my god. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. I like learning different wedding traditions and yeah. different places. It's so cool. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think that's why I wanted to do this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun, but we'll take a break and then I'm super excited to hear about all the ones you researched. Yes, I'm very knowledgeable about Krampus now. <laughs> no. Right? No. no, that was really good. Yeah, I, I realized when I went to Google the cast of the Krampus movie, I put Prampus and I was like, I... I I'm thankful that Google knew what I was trying to put when I put <laughs> Krampus 2015 cast. It's like, do you mean I have cramps? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll be right back. Yeah. So I ended up doing a couple people. Doing a couple. Nope. <laughs> <Cover>. <laughs> 
characters. Because <laughs> they're just, there is a few that sound cool that yeah. you really want to deep dive on. But then I get the fear that if I'm going to do like more than three or four, that you're just not going to remember them and I'm not going to remember them. That's and, true. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trying to do them some bit of justice. So ended up like narrowing it down to two because yeah there was like okay there's this much on this person that's cool <laughs> um and also my mom told me a, basically a dad joke this morning by text but it's christmas related so oh yeah you want to hear it <laughs> definitely what do you call a one-legged gingerbread man i don't know a limp biscuit. <laughs> That's so sad. Her, I said to her, I was going to say slow. And then I <laughs> sent you the gif of the one from uh, Shrek where he's like, no, yeah. not my gumdrop buttons. <laughs> the gingerbread man. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing I thought of was the poor gingerbread man from right. Shrek. <laughs> Me too. It's funny because in the the pictures I sent, I had a pitch a couple pictures for the Krampus oh, movie, and there yes. is there is gingerbread men that like attack the family at one point, and then oh, that's what the picture is. Yeah, okay. I meant to talk about the movie, but I forgot. Uh, yeah, there's... there's a point they get attacked by like killer gingerbread men and. Then somehow the gingerbread man gets set on fire. That's why he's flaming. But he is very angry looking. Um, I was yeah. going to say when you were doing your segment, there's like, when you IMDb it, there's like seven Krampus related movies yet. So really? Far, I think it wow. Um, <laughs> Krampus 1, 2015. Krampus yeah. the Reckoning. A Krampus yeah, that's Christmas. The second one or something i didn't even know they made a second one it sounds like a sequel yep yeah. um one called rare exports 2010 oh, God. unleashed 2016 i feel like some were really cheesy i've seen some of the posters oh god yeah uh, oh, stop it krampus the christmas devil 2013 Krampus oh. the Devil Returns 2016 and Mother Krampus 2017 is what it has. Mother <laughs> Crazy. Lay down. Lay down, buddy. Be calm. Has, has, Gordo. Gordo, Gordo has a nap. Gordo has a nap. <laughs> Gordo can ben have a nap. is passed the fuck out with his black tongue hanging out. <laughs> hmm. I wish. I love watching Gordo sleep. He looks so cute because his feet are always like this or they're like stretched out like oh and he's just like like he fell onto his side from like a standing up position so his legs are just out like he'd be if he was standing up and then he's just like on his side and just like oh. I'm like oh. I know what you mean. I love when they do like the little stretch and then their paws like come together all like Yes. <laughs> I look at you him and I just go, I'm jealous that you can just stretch. Like, oh, that probably feels amazing. Like, they make it look good. <laughs> oh, if I could stretch out that far. Oh. 
I, I, oh I bet my all my God. back problems would be solved. <laughs> all right. Well, we're not going to go far from where you took us uh, <laughs> yeah. with the Austria, Bavaria, Alpine regions. Yeah. Let's just let's go right back there. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. Which, like, I do remember a point in time when I was a little kid with Austria and Australia. Yeah. It was hard to know there was a difference before, like, I watched, I don't know, Sound of Music and became so much more worldly. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, this lady is called Frau Perchta. Okay. Frau is usually what mrs lady in german i've heard it a Mm. lot especially like i first thing that comes to mind me is austin powers frau farbissena okay lady (laughs) but like or like sound of music she's fraulein so maybe like fraulein is more like ms Russell will probably correct me because she's taken some German. <laughs> I have no idea. So I, I cannot but, offer any assistance. No, no, I think I'm fairly certain Frau is kind of like Mrs. Because you always hear mm. like Frau this, Frau that. Yeah. So yeah, she's kind of on the, at the more on the Krampus, Belschnickel, bad yeah. guy side of uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Figures. She likes to, or she's known for slitting the bellies of the bad children. Oh, all right <laughs> and then. then. Stuffing their corpses with straw. Oh, okay. And not heard she that one before. I know. Where's her movie? <laughs> Coming soon. Like, <laughs> no, it's too late for Christmas movies. Nobody's releasing <laughs> Christmas movies this late. Next year. No. And they just, rem- I know, they just release things on Christmas. It doesn't even have to be Christmassy. Although, having a new Christmas movie come out with Will Ferrell, that does make me excited. Yes. Because if anyone can make another instant classic, quote unquote, which doesn't exist, but. <laughs> it is Will Ferrell and Ryan classic Reynolds. L. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He's great. Ryan Reynolds, yes, exactly. I will watch any two. Like, (laughs) I've watched so many Will Ferrell movies in my life, and I have not seen them all, but I... And then I have seen so many Ryan Reynolds movies. Again, not... Oh, I guess they have not appeared together, really. Maybe. Uh... I think they have once before or something. Hmm. Listeners, like at us. I, I can't remember, but yeah, no. <laughs> I know. They're both so funny. Right. Genuinely funny, where it's not like, you know, somebody has to be like rehearsed or have their lines written and then they're just good at delivering them. Like they're just. Oh, no, they'd be funny if like, you were just funny having dinner with them. <laughs> yeah. And they both seem pretty down to earth people yeah. so yeah i'm all for that movie I i'm think so Ryan excited Reynolds to watch it represents canadians well i'm very proud of him <laughs> yeah him and seth rogan 
Yes. I like, love Seth Rogen. Like, screw Justin Bieber and Drake. I do not care about you. I <laughs> I like Seth Rogen and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I did see a funny throwback uh, stand-up comedy sketch that was Jim Carrey the other day. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, I tell people I'm Canadian. They go, oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and like oh, I don't know it just went on from there like cold up there eh and like yes I go out and fend for my fish and we go out on the ice with my friend Nanook of the north <laughs> just like he was leaning right into it <laughs> it was from like the 80s you could tell I love it yeah. oh my god it was hilarious another I'll send you the clip if I run yes. across it again <laughs> another great I love Jim Carrey <laughs> anyway and Mike Myers is Canadian. All the good people are Canadian. Anyway, yeah, some good ones. <laughs> so, yes, Frau Perchta uh, not only slits the bellies of bad children and stuffs them with straw, but she might stuff you with rocks, other rubbish, mm. whatever, and then stitches you back up again, at least. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> Don't worry, she particularly hate particularly hates unruly kids. Um, so watch out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Gravity Falls episode where they hated teenagers, and so that's how they got out of it was the twins were uh, like, We're not actually teens yet. <laughs> Lovely. Don't grow loophole. up, y'all. No. A loophole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Okay, she has lots of different names. Um, Frau Perchta, also called Bert Birchta, or Bertha, or okay. I can just guess because it's German. Spin Stubenfrau, <laughs> or Spinning Room Lady. I think it translates. Oh. <laughs> to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> She has a beaked nose made of iron. She's dressed usually in rags, may or may not have a cane that she leans on, but is usually a decrepit sort of old woman or crone. People no. love to use that word. Yeah. Um, but she's not to be trifled with. She usually has a large knife concealed on her person, often underneath her skirt. So I don't know if it's like strapped to her thigh or what. But and then she just poof, cuts your belly open. That's uh, <laughs> one source said she had a large and misshapen goose foot and it was said to be associated with maybe why some people eat goose at Christmas time because of her foot what? well she's a she comes around at, at Christmas after Christmas she had some interesting associations um, I also read that um, she might be described as having a splayed foot whether that meant her toes went away from each other but it may have been misshapen due to constant working on the treadle of the spinning wheel so like the foot part that you press down oh weird um, it was interesting oh I don't know I don't know how to feel about a misshapen goose foot <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't even know what to turkey? picture. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, I think I only found a couple of pictures. 
Uh, yeah, she's the spinning room lady, as that beach nose made of iron sometimes, which we had some folklore figures that had iron incorporated before. I thought that was cool. Um, oh yeah, misshapen goosefoot. Um, she's also been said to ha- bear a passing resemblance to Frigga. Frigga slash Freya, because I think mm-hmm. they're basically the same from what I've heard. Yeah, the Scandinavian goddess. Um, and apparently that is just because of the love of spinning and domestic tidiness. (laughs) They must have that in common. (laughs) Uh, legend says you better have all your flax spun and done by the 12th night of Christmas, which actually is January 6th. So 12th night after Christmas. Okay. Um, yeah also that's my dad's birthday yeah (laughs) um but it said quote for when the christmas season was over it would be time to set up the big upright loom at which time you must have enough thread to warp it and start your weaving so they just wanted you to be done for the new year (laughs) so demanding jeez right but it's so weird how like it's like oh here's this legend how did it come about? Well, because people wanted to have their work done. <laughs> yeah. Had to make it a legend. <laughs> um, Frau Perchta's punishment for those lazy ladies who haven't finished weaving. In Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, there were numerous tales of Frau Perchta's trampling and even setting fire to the half-spun fibers. So she oh. just got real pissed. <laughs> Jeez. If your flax is uh, unfortunately unspun by that time and your house gasp is unkempt. <laughs> oh no! And worst of all, you forgot to put out any porridge, then you will get the knife. <laughs> oh shit. I'm getting the knife. I put knives out, guts out, straw stuffed in. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, um, other variations of the story link her to the wild hunt, saying she flies through the sky with an army of lost souls. Um, I put possibly on fairy horses because that was all I knew about the wild hunt and didn't really have time to expand further. <laughs> if yeah. there's real lore other than what I've read in fantasy, Shadow books. Hunters, yeah, they have the wild hunt in there, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Because <laughs> they're all, they're like, yeah, those fairies, and they're all kind of dark and tortured flying on their horses. Yeah. I believe it is Celtic, though, I be, but I'm not sure. Like I said, I didn't take a deep dive or anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So here's the link here. Perchton, name of her army who all look like Krampus. <laughs> oh, okay. Quote, one website virtually indistinguishable from end quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yes, that's what a lot of sources said. Um Yeah, they did they, say in the ones I was reading that they're described very similarly looking, so it's yeah, yeah. they basically have been like melded together. Alright. <laughs> 
So, okay, the only way to tell between, I guess, people all dressed up like Krampus and this army of Perchton that follow around Frau Perchta, it says, Mm -hmm. the only way to know for sure is context. Krampus rides abroad at St. Nicholas's Eve, while the Perchton tend more towards Epiphany in the last three Thursdays before Christmas, also known as birchtel nights or knocking nights so they just come later (laughs) yeah different days that's fair um and apparently knocking nights aka klopfleinschnachte whatever it was believed that evil spirits and witches went about making mischief on the thursday nights during advent advent so they would have children dressed in costumes and walk through the streets banging and clanging cowbells and making as much of a ruckus as possible. They threw peas or lentils at the windows, or occasionally a small gift would be thrown into an open window, which is pretty funny. Oh shit. Not a brick? No, but like it seems like you can't really do that in places where it's really cold. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't do that in most places in Canada. No. <laughs> Who would be leaving their windows open right now? No. <laughs> um, so they... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Kids would knock on doors, recite poems, get a little treat. It almost sounds like a combination of caroling and trick-or-treating. Yeah. Um, some places, I guess, around there still practice this today. And Frau Perchta's army, or her... Perched a posse. <laughs> Perched a posse. <laughs> also boasts the souls of unbaptized children. Oh. So. Yeah. It is very. If you hear the wind and thunder through the mountains on Birchtill nights, those are the sounds of her leading the wild hunt. Um, I just also sorry if a lot, there's just a lot of random information I have about her. I just didn't know how to like order it but um because she has a lot of different like names another name she goes by is holly who's a winter goddess i assume it's pronounced holly it's h-o-l-l-e oh Um, yeah i don't know but she's a winter goddess and her name means shining or bright um quote hence her association with epiphany the shining night on which the star of bethlehem shone down so she's got a lot of associations with shining and bright and like stars and shit. <laughs> yeah. So she's known as the bright one, sometimes grandmother winter. She's said to make the snow come. That's kind of cool. Yeah. She is responsible for the snow we had today. <laughs> boo. <you>. Sorry, but <laughs> boo. Yeah. Um Oh, and she very much is always said to have a dual nature. So either um, she can inhabit like evil, but at the same time, pretty. Or sorry, this also they said was how they denoted the different type of Perchton in the army. Hmm. They <laughs> were the pretty Perchton or the ugly Perchton. <laughs> oh, so I don't know. And then like, this is the whole army of. Krampuses, but some of them are pretty and not. I just don't know. Yeah, that's weird. But they, yeah, they were like the 
I'm sure I'll mispronounce it. Shiash Perchton were the ugly ones, and the Sean Perchton were the beautiful. Um, <clears throat> she was also known as a malevolent pagan goddess, according to some sources. <laughs> yeah. Jeezvice.com. <laughs> You're mad at her? She's malevolent. <laughs> <laughs> but known to slay during the 12 days of Christmas. She wants to make sure you do absolutely no weaving during the holidays so that you better have it done before so you can actually relax. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say what she wants you to put your feet up, enjoy the holidays. Yep. <laughs> I know it's this whole thing to make sure that you're like, like working with the group and then resting and partying with the group. It's the whole thing. <laughs> nice. Um. No weaving on sacred days, or if you didn't party hard enough on the non, you know, work oh. days, you're going to be punished. Oh, shit. So, yeah, watch out. <laughs> um, she's been known to toss children into sacks. She apparently once blinded a young farmhand who was caught ogling at her, but she Ooh. eventually gave him his sight back. So that's nice. Yeah. She's the big wedding crasher. She crashed at least one wedding to curse the bridegroom and the whole wedding party. She turned them into wolves for fun, I Shit. guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, things talked about her duality. So I put, yeah, she's equal parts dark and light, fair and ugly. Um, and many things spoke of perch in love, uh, which was why I recognized that. When oh, okay. Um, yeah, I read it's a masked procession full of noise-making fireworks and people, generally men dressed as terrible beasts with large horns. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> um, these perch, perchant or followers of Perchta or Perchta serve to frighten away the cold evil spirits by out-uglying them, end quote. Out-uglying <laughs> them, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to put it, right? Yeah. She's geez. considered... Uh, oh, yeah. An alpine cousin of Frau Holly. I think I mentioned that. Uh, and she she caps off the holiday season. Which is kind of funny because it's like a month after Krampus comes yeah. out, out on the... It, like, I read that. It was like, oh, it begins with Krampus December 5th. And then it's Frau, Frau Perchta visits on Birchentog or Feast of the Epiphany, January 6th. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, a month later. <laughs> yeah. As briefly mentioned, she had other names. They called her like the white lady, the lady in white. She's like the yeah. ghost. <laughs> yeah. There's always a lady in white, lady in red. <laughs> um, she has an association with birch trees. Uh, which birch switches, I believe you mentioned. Yeah. Caught my ear. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. She's also been described as a spirit guide or psychopomp, uh, guides nope. the dead to the afterlife. Very cool way to say all of that. <laughs> yeah. Never heard yeah. of that before. <laughs> no. I was like, okay, cool. <clears throat> Um, she has a duty to care for the kids who have died in infancy, who are also called the Heimchen, I believe. I'm like, oh, 
which is kind of like, what's his name? His name's Heimdall. He's one of the Norse guys. He's he's oh, Idris yeah. Elba in the Marvel movies, and he yeah. like controls like the Rainbow Road or something like that. That Pat would probably be correcting me on if he was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not remembering exactly, but yeah, he like is like the yeah. gatekeeper. Um. Anyway, yeah, they have the Heimchen, who are the kids who died in infancy. So she looks after them. So she's often seen as like very caring, but yeah, it just reminds me of some of the other people we've done where they're like tricksters or they're like dual personality, where they're like yeah, sometimes good, sometimes bad, mischievous. Like she does that, or she cuts your belly open. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, the next lady was also a witch, and I got really confused doing the notes, and like then had to sort it all back out again. I was like, wait, I think I just wrote all that down under the wrong. <laughs> oh shit! Sure. I better be careful. So which which is which? It's true. <laughs> That's very accurate. <laughs> Like, you have no idea <laughs> to reorganize my notes. So, yeah, if anyone, I'm sorry. <laughs> but they do have some similarities, we'll say. <laughs> okay, so yes, she's the goddess of the in-between places. So this dual nature, you can find her between places of safety and danger, life and death. And on the Epiphany, uh, she's considered the goddess of the time between the years, which is very poetic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, she's, it's very much emphasized that she's got like that duality of nature. Um, and they think that all this was just to encourage people that going against the group is considered to be bad luck. So work hard, play hard with the group. Again, this whole <laughs> yeah, I don't know. party hard, party hardy. <laughs> and also, they said as women worked and weaved more, kind of as like actual jobs and stuff, that it was still a popular tale to just keep encouraging people, maybe women mostly, to work hard and not be lazy. So mm. I don't know. That just seemed to come up a few times. Um, just be done all your work by January 6th so you can start the work of the new year on time, which makes sense. You don't want to be like left over with things you had to do from the last year. <laughs> like January 6th is already the new year. So you're already, mm -hmm. you already had leftover stuff you did. I think, I feel like they're like, this is the amount you're allowed to relax for. And then it's time back to normal life. <laughs> Oh, okay. like, God damn it. <laughs> I don't want to go back to work. I require at us, least... We've already been back to yeah. work by that time. <laughs> yeah, I require at least three days rest per week, please. Yes. I want three-day weekends. <sighs> three-day weekends. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> um, but she's also beloved for caring for children in death during the time of death, after death. And so this is at a time when children died more often and more easily. So mm. I do like that she's kind of maybe like a patron saint that they can help helps their children. Yeah. You know. Um, And then I also read on January 6th, they will mostly 
You can cook a special porridge for your family meal made of gruel with fish. <laughs> but it's to also save a bowl for birchja or perchja or whatever we're calling the sprout. And if she's satisfied with it, then you'll have good luck all year long. So it does remind me of putting out almost like the Christmas cookies. Or... Yeah. <laughs> for her. Yeah, there's um, a lot of stuff probably about leaving like offerings for things for the yeah. probably at Christmas time for like hoping the new year will be good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that. Those things always interest me or even if they are like, oh, we believe the year starts at this time. Because like, yeah, it is so cyclical. That's I love when they talk about the cycle of the year calendar. It's like, yeah. Yeah. When does it start? When does it end? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> Segway. Some history? Uh <laughs> um <laughs> it's the dog. He's moving the damn door again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Fenrir, <laughs> you'll survive. It is. Uh, this is important. Um, the Catholic Church held great power over Bavaria in the 6th century and insisted that pagan practices be renounced. Still, many people did not want to change. Women did not want to give up their goddess, and the church began to speak out against Birchta from the pulpit, accusing people of praying to Domina Perchta instead of the Virgin Mary. I should have said this hmm. is a quote. <laughs> yeah. um, by the 12th century, the church, using fear tactics, renamed Birchta, calling her Perchta. Perchton are frightening monsters, and Birchta, now Perchta, was the leader of the monsters. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> the beautiful white goddess was painted as an ugly crone with an iron face and a hooked nose who carried a knife in her skirts to slit the bellies of anyone who crossed her. Feather, <laughs> you just keep moving your butt against the door and opening it. <laughs> Um, despite this, people kept up their worship. Finally, in 1468, the church officials outlawed the cult of Perchta in the Th Thesaurus Popernum. It forbade what? leaving Perchta offerings during the Christmas season. Hmm. I guess I just thought that was fascinating history weirdness. <laughs> um, and then the other... Uh, Christmas which I covered is an Italian one called La Belfana. Oh, okay. You mentioned Northern Italy and your places of love. Yeah. <laughs> I kept seeing stuff and they're like, in Italy? And I was like, Italy? I don't like... I picture like... for? <laughs> with Christmas. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess when I picture Italy it's like warm and wine and pasta and like stuff I'm not thinking about like cold creatures forests right. and yeah 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 like his christmas legends and father christmas and saint nicholas type things mm -hmm. only 
it doesn't seem like it's maybe limited to places where we get four seasons or whatever. Like some places yeah. it does seem like, yeah, it's really, it's Mediterranean. Although it didn't be yeah. Northern Italy. So maybe they do get some snow. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I don't know. I've never been to Italy. <laughs> yeah. Donate to Patreon. Well, we'll go. Sorry. We'll go wine tasting in Italy or something. <laughs> We're still trying to get to uh, Kelowna. <laughs> okay, so the Italian witch, who apparently looks like real witch-like. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at her pictures, the one picture. I think I found she, one there, too. She yeah. looks so cartoony and cute. Yeah. And then the other one is very, like... <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West looking like pointy yeah. hat, straw, yeah, so crooky nose. Almost pretty traditional interpretations when you look up yeah. pictures. Gonna have like the warts and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and she yeah, is a lot like Santa Claus, whatever. She brings the gifts to the good kids. She does tend to put them in stockings and she tidies mm. up a bit. Because she's a woman. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> After children have gone to bed on the eve of the Festa del Epifania, or the Feast of the Epiphany, uh, which is, I guess, a celebration of the visit of the three kings to the baby Jesus, um, that's when she arrives. Yeah. Her name apparently likely derives from Epiphania, so I guess that makes sense. La Epiphania. Epiphania. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's got various origins theories, I guess. Um, one is that she stems from an important figure from Italian folklore called Sabine, sort of a Christian version of a Roman goddess. Um, but she's usually depicted as, yeah, kind of a crony witch, dark shawl with a kerchief wrapped around her head, often mm. riding on a broom. <laughs> okay. And dressed in the Roman custom, said some things. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, she's been said to be a good Christmas witch, though. A protector of children. Um, mm. Not a witch, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you should dare to try and sneak a peek of her though, expect you to no. get her your her broom to your bum. Oh no. <laughs> up, up, <out. laughs> um Bafania was in her cottage sweeping the floor. This is her origin. When she glanced out of the window and saw a bright light in the night sky, she paused to behold it, but then returned to her work as she was devoted to being a good housekeeper. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, soon after the star appeared, she was paid a visit by the three kings, which, as you can imagine, took her quite by surprise. It seems they had wandered far from their path toward the humble stable in Bethlehem. They asked Bafania for directions. Uh, Bafana. I don't know how to say it. I'm just going to keep saying Bafania because that's how my eyes read it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, 
told her they were following the star at the advice of royal astrologers and were intent on bringing gifts to honor the, the babe. Bifana declined their invitation to join them on their journey as she was too reluctant to leave her work unfinished. She did provide the kings with shelter for the night. After they set out the next day, she had a change of heart. She ran after them with her broom and her basket of small gifts for the holy child but failed to catch up with their entourage. Okay. So I guess that's one version because, yeah, I think I did run across another one and it's like, did she leave her kids? Is she not leaving? You know, it's yeah. <laughs> different origins. Um, some say she still searches for her baby, leaving treats, toys, and candy, fruit, all things, you know, they might like. And then for the naughty, she leaves chunks of coal or onions or garlic. Sometimes no. even straw from her broom. <laughs> all the all the stinky stuff. I wouldn't want a, a stocking full of onions or garlic. I mean, <laughs> I'd rather have it than the coal. I mean, at least it's useful. Yeah. To me, I can, I'm going to cook with that. <laughs> right? You stuff my stocking with veggies. I'm like, okay, thank you for grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> So she comes in like all sooty because she'll slide down the chimney. <laughs> okay. Or she'll like, I guess, Mission Impossible style, lower herself in some other sneaky way sometimes. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, they said that celebrations are held like all over in her name. I think I read that a event or place called Urbania is the largest with... 30,000 to 50,000 people usually attending. Jeez. And nice. yeah. <laughs> then you can honor your Italian roots and her by making panettone and pandora, which are those weird little shaped cakes that are almost like tall bunt cakes, sort of. I don't know. I you no see idea. them around this time of year. Hmm. Um, it just looks like a sponge cake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they said in a lot of things that the name Bafana probably derives from Epiphany, which I believe I mentioned. And the word has Greek origins and means manifestation of destiny, which is cool. Um, and the Epiphany is said to be the last festivity of Christmas time. For this re very reason, uh, quote, we usually say l'epifania tutte le feste se porte via. Literally, Epif epifania takes the festivities away. <laughs> oh, okay. She's the closing out, the closing ceremony. That's right. That's right. It's all over by the time we're mid-January, by the time we hit your, your birthday. <laughs> yeah. We better be. Uh, Christmas better be over. No kidding, right? But then, yeah. yeah All the lead up to Christmas is enough. I don't think Christmas needs to extend into January. It's because they don't have any holidays they can, like, exploit for a few months after that. That's what I think. <laughs> but I keep, let's and, keep going with Christmas. Yeah, because they can't sell that much, like, St. Patrick's Day merch. <laughs> mm. uh, some say we can trace back the origins of Le Bifan 
I'm going to keep saying Libafania, even if it's not the right pronunciation, because I'm sorry. Uh, to the XVI century BC. 16th century BC? XVI, uh, yeah, 16th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, stupid quote. <laughs> At the time, people celebrated with pagan proprietary rituals the end of the year's harvest and the beginning of a new season in the agricultural calendar. The ancient Romans inherited these rituals to celebrate the 12 days after the winter solstice and Sol Invictus anniversary, which ended the calendar year. On the 12th night after the winter solstice, they officiated Earth Mother that passing away set off the death and rebirth of nature. During those nights, the Romans believed that unknown female figures flying over cultivated fields would ensure excellent results for future crops. Similar, similarly to those mythological figures, the Bafana also flies. Hmm. I mean, she's fertile, okay. It's, it's signifying the new year, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it said also, according to a Tuscan custom, the act of burning a Bafana doll symbolized the end of the year, the remaining coal was placed in the children's socks along with candies as a reminder of the past year. And Ew. also, people bake Befanini cookies to celebrate her coming. They look delicious. Aww. I must try them. I have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they kind of looked like sugar cookies in the article I was looking at, oh, which was okay. the My Travel in Tuscany article about Befana. Bifania, Bifana, Christmas traditions. <laughs> From my sources. Um, and it said, the f okay, on January 6th in the village of Equi Term in northern Tuscany, La Bifana flies for real. Through a zip line, an acrobatic Bifana uh -huh. on her broomstick flies high into the sky, crossing a canyon to reach the nativity cave. So they, like, reenact her, like, flying across the sky. Jeez. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. That's all I got. <laughs> love it. That was cool. I enjoyed this episode. We hope you did, too. <laughs> yeah, there's lots. I mean... Oh, so many. Sh it's interesting to like go back and learn how things evolved to where we are today. Yeah, where we like... got these traditions that we decide are good enough to yeah, <laughs> like stockings and coming down the chimney and lumps of coal oh and oh yeah, from like Thanksgiving, which is a solely North American holiday, down yeah. to Christmas. It's all pretty fascinating to me too. <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And yes. reminder, this is the last one coming out in 2022. And <laughs> we will be back on the 13th. Hopefully, That's fingers right. crossed. No. <laughs> um. 2023, baby. Yeah. Oh, doesn't seem like a real year. Um, season two, sure. Will that make us feel like we got somewhere? <laughs> it's it's like year three almost. Yeah, It'd be like 
like year two, almost year three of us doing the podcast <laughs> at that time. Yeah, well, what, March? The end of March or April yeah. or something is when we posted our first episode. So it'll be past yeah. two years heading into, heading towards three. It's pretty crazy. Wild. It's hard to know when to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out and we'll... Our toddler is doing well. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you guys miss us while we're gone, you can join our Patreon page and donate to us and unlock all our bonus episodes if you if you miss us. Yeah, you can. There's tons of bonus content probably. Yeah. Maybe 15 to 20 episodes with all the video shit Mm -hmm. yeah regular episodes the video mini episodes lots of fun stuff Mm -hmm. you get all the regular ones at the first level if you go up to the five dollar level then you get all that sweet sweet video content (laughs) yeah and it's just us making a fool of ourselves (laughs) sometimes but we made bright white Russians at one point, and now we've yeah. come a long way. Our videos have gotten much more fun. I don't know. Yeah. We've enjoyed doing them a lot. We did <laughs> a tarot card reading. We did yeah. semi-failed tea leaf reading, but then we did rune casting, <laughs> which worked out better. And yeah, that was fun. Seemed accurate. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we might have some new stuff with that soon, so check back in after Christmas. Patreon.com. Castles and cryptids. And (laughs) our next episode. So when we come back on January 13th, we're doing some superstitions that may or may not include stuff about Friday the 13th. Because the episode will be on Friday the 13th! So what's more fitting than superstitions very superstitious <laughs> writings on the wall thank you for listening this whole year and yes really, really happy and just happy to be with us our cryptic cuties the whole crew mm-hmm. <laughs> catch you guys next year bye oh, ah! keep it cryptic <gasps> all year long and cryptids you can listen to our podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast anchor breaker pocket cast and our youtube channel please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen follow us on instagram facebook and reddit on our website you can listen to all of our episodes as well as view pictures for each of our segments Check out our Patreon page to view all of our tiers and become a Patreon supporter today to unlock monthly bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content.
We are working on an Ask Us Anything. You can submit questions by social media or by email at castlesencryptids at gmail.com. Do you have a spooky ghost story, a creepy cryptid sighting, or a thrilling true crime tale you would like to share and have us include in a future episode? Send us your listener story by social media or by email. Please include the name that you would like mentioned. Our music is by Kobe Fair. Our logo and artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Thanks for listening!